0: Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print-impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. The following is an article from the January-February 2023 edition of National Geographic History magazine. The title of today's article is, The Naval Power of Greece. Triremes by Arturo Sanchez Sanz. Swift and nimble, ancient Athens's massive fleet of triremes, secured its position as the Mediterranean's strongest naval power in the 5th century B.C. Fast, maneuverable, and dangerous, the trireme was the most feared ship in ancient Greece. With powerful bronze rams and the ability to turn out a dime, it would leave enemy ships dead in the water by punching holes in their sides or smashing their oars. In his Histories, Herodotus writes how Greek naval dominance owed so much to the brilliant use of triremes in battle. In the 5th century BC, Athenian shipyards had the capacity for over 300 triremes, the most famous warships of antiquity. The trireme, a term derived from the Greek trieres three rows of oars, was a result of the continuous development of naval technology in the Greek world. The epic poem Iliad, attributed to Homer and written in the 8th century B.C., mentions ships called triconters and pentachonters, vessels that were crewed by 30 or 50 men, respectively. Biremes with two rows of oarsmen are recorded on the 8th century B.C. reliefs. At the beginning of the 7th century B.C., Accumulated experience led to the new technical advances and the much more sophisticated trireme model appeared. Thucydides wrote that the Corinthians were the first to introduce the design to the Greek world, though modern historians think triremes may have first been built in Phoenicia, in the eastern Mediterranean and what is now Lebanon. The Greeks considered triremes to be living things, each endowed with a sacred character, For this reason, the ships were given individual names, which were almost always feminine. Their characteristic eyes, located on both sides of the prow, were used to find their way through the sea. The walkways protruding from the prow were their ears, and the sails were their wings. Faster and more stable than their predecessors, triremes were expensive to produce. Manufacturing costs ran as high as more than one talent. That's 6,000 drachmas, or 58 pounds of silver. If a ship were damaged in battle, it could still be put to good use. With proper maintenance, triremes could remain in service for 20 to 25 years before being decommissioned or sold as war surplus. History has recorded some that were sailing for more than 80 years. The ships in the best shape were reserved for the military, while older ones were used mainly for surveillance and transportation. Athens had two prized triremes, the Salamina and the Peralo. Noted for their beauty, these flagships were often used for diplomatic missions or rituals, such as transporting Athenian athletes to the Olympic Games every four years. The Athenian fleet boasted more than 50,000 oarsmen, few of whom were slaves or foreigners. Most of them belonged to the class of Thetis, citizens of the wage-earning class, who could not cover the cost of arming themselves, as soldiers were required to do. The development of the navy as a bulwark of Athenian democracy in the 5th century B.C. raised this social class's influence in relation to the aristocracy. It is no coincidence that Greek philosophers like Plato and Eunius and Athenian citizens began to refer to their leaders as helmsmen, who guided the ship of state. Paying the crew was a considerable expense. Wages were about one talent per month, an expense paid by the captain from his own pocket. Keeping the crew well-fed was crucial to their performance. A typical diet included salted fish, oat cakes, wine, cheese, vegetables, and about seven quarts of water per day. The fleet's departure, commanded by one or more naval commander, was an important event. Their training enabled the crew to get in position and check that the ship their tools and weapons were in good working order, quickly, within just 30 seconds, according to a modern simulation. A priest officiated at an animal sacrifice before the captain offered a prayer and hymn to the gods. Finally, a cup of wine was poured over the ship's bow and stern as a libation. Under sail, the oarsmen followed the orders of the Callistes, issued by shouting or striking a piece of timber with a mace. When the roar of waves or battle prevented the roaring master from being heard, an alos, a wind instrument like a double flute, marked the rowing beat. The oarsmen joined in with traditional chants to keep in time. Triremes did not have much room on board for storage or sleeping, so the boats tended to sail only during the day. At night, the trireme was hauled out of the water, both to protect its hull from shipworms and to allow the crew to eat and rest. While ashore, the hull could also be checked for needed repairs. The trireme's most feared weapon was a bronze battering ram attached to the prow of the ship. Fierce ancient naval battles were fought by trying to slam into the side of an enemy ship and either puncture the hull or damage the oars to immobilize it. Scholars estimate the maximum ramming speed to be around 9 knots, or 10.4 miles an hour. A typical strategy was to ram an enemy ship and retreat quickly to let it sink. In the case of surrender, or when the attackers picked up the survivors before they drowned, captured oarsmen were allowed to change sides. Experienced oarsmen were very valuable assets. If an attacking ship rammed a ship and became stuck in its side, each crew would be forced into combat with the goal of seizing the intact ship, while the vessel that had been rammed would be abandoned. Dozens of triremes would return to Athens in early winter. If dolphins swam off their bows, it was a good omen, as these animals were believed to save sailors from drowning. Each trireme underwent repairs and cleaning in port. The triarchs presented reports of their missions, while sailors and oarsmen collected their wages. The Greeks' naval dominance did not last forever, and the trireme evolved. Modifications to the trireme as a design were spearheaded by various Mediterranean powers and put to the test in the period when the successors of Alexander the Great fought for Dominus in the late 4th and early 3rd centuries B.C. By the time of the First Punic War in the mid-3rd century B.C., Romans and Carthaginians were fighting at sea using quadriremes and quinqueremes. When the Romans conquered Macedonia in 168 B.C., they were surprised to discover an ancient trireme left abandoned in a shipyard for 70 years. They considered it a relic, but so beautifully made that they reused it. History's final recorded battle, relying on the descendants of the trireme, was the Battle of Lepanto off western Greece on October 7, 1571, more than 2,000 years after the triremes first sailed the Holy League Coalition of Spain and many Italian city-states smashed the Ottoman fleet, killing nearly half their 67,000 men. The Battle of Lepanto was one of the last naval conflicts in the West to rely heavily on human-driven galleys. Subsequent naval conflicts would be dominated by sail-powered craft. Vast development of craft that marked naval battles in antiquity was also becoming a thing of the past. Nearly 700 galleys took part in the Battle of Ignomus between Rome and Carthage in 256 B.C. A total of around 70 vessels took part in the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805. Today, archaeologists are keen to find any material remains of 5th century B.C. triremes throughout the Mediterranean world. Because the ships were made of soft wood and susceptible to shipworms and decay, Well-preserved wrecks are difficult, if not impossible, to find in warm seawaters. The bronze rams, however, would survive centuries at the bottom of the sea, and archaeologists continue to comb the waters for them. One of the first and most significant discoveries was a so-called Athlit ram, discovered in 1980 near the village of Athlit, Israel. Giving great insight into how these weapons were forged, the heavy bronze ram weighs more than 1,000 pounds. It was found with the timbers still attached from what is now believed to be a trireme or quadrireme from around the 2nd century B.C. One of the most valuable archaeological sites is the military port of Piraeus. Located about five miles from Athens, Piraeus was home to the mighty Athenian fleet at the height of its powers in the 5th century B.C., Archaeologists were thrilled to find the remains of several ancient boathouses, which helped them better understand not only how triremes were built, but also how they were maintained. The hunt continues for these former boats that ruled the Mediterranean and what they can reveal about the shipbuilding culture of ancient Athens. If you want to learn more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, Follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our webpages. If you like what you hear or see, please click the like button. That brings us to the end of today's article, The Naval Power of Greece, Triremes. I'm Jim Briscoe. Thank you for listening.